everybody, Coach John Daly here back again. Today's date is Sunday, January 20th, 2019. It's uh, an ice bowl out, out there, and it's uh, it's one of those things where um, I think they're playing an ice bowl today in Kansas City, the NFL. Uh, the Patriots are out there, and I heard uh, at least a couple days ago they were talking zero-degree wind chill, and uh, I would not want to be out there in that. My special guest today is uh, a second-timer, uh, Abel Sanchez is in the house. Abel, how you doing, buddy? Good, how you doing? Fantastic, fantastic. How you handling this cold weather? You know, I'm getting used to it. I've uh, been working out at the airport the last couple of months, so, you know, going out there and scraping off cars, ice and stuff Ooh. for people coming through Enterprise. So, after a while, you can feel numb, but then you get numb to it, so just kind of handle it. Like <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it's good. It's going good, you know. It's a nice day off today, thankfully, so kind of go good. do some catching up, running around, and all the works in that end. So, yeah, but we're here. Awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you can make the time for us today, uh, get another show in. Uh, Got to share this with everybody. At least the last time I looked on um, uh, Buzzsprout, which I host my podcast on, they keep track of things. Uh, I think your first show, number three rated all time of all my shows <laughs> as far as the number of listeners. So you have, you've brought uh, a huge fan base, I think, uh, to this, which I appreciate. And uh, plus the other fact is that you have a lot to share. And I think your friends and whoever's listening uh, around the world, we got at least close to 30 countries now yeah. <laughs> uh, that are listening, that you bring a lot of um, knowledge and uh, things to share that make a difference with people. So oh, that's cool. Thank you very much. Well, Congratulations for yeah. that. Thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, it. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, you guys. Hey, we're going to get things heated up since it's so cold out. Uh, came across this, uh, this list this morning, and just like my buddy Jeremy Todd uh, is big on lists, uh, so am I. This one comes from Napoleon Hill, Okay, uh, one of the... Uh, grandfathers of uh, professional development and self-development, Napoleon Hill brought up this lessons people learn too late in life. And I'm definitely interested in uh, Abel's, uh, you know, feedback on this, his his thoughts. He was definitely, if you think back to our first show, go back and listen to that. Um, Definitely, he was a um, very mature student. I remember meeting you freshman year, I think Mm -hmm. it was, and you just kind of had your act together. And then throughout high school, uh, and, and in Michigan State, too, um, you just stood up and, and took leadership roles and connected with people. Um, so you're definitely an old soul, I think. <laughs> My dad's always told me that. <laughs> Absolutely. I think you got a lot of years in your 22 years or however old you are now. Um, so I'm very interested in these uh, points that, uh, that we're going to talk about. So the first one is everything is temporary. Mm-hmm. Everything is temporary. I think it's the good times and the bad times. You know, My, mm-hmm. my dad always would tell me, hey, John, the sun will come up tomorrow. And I've always remembered that. That when you're going through something, you know, it doesn't last forever. What were your thoughts, experiences on everything is temporary? I think that's very true. Um, you know, like you said, either it'd be good or bad. You know, I think I think if you can kind of grasp your mind around that concept of everything temporary, um, it'll make you more appreciative of what you have. And then when they're in the bad times, it'll make you realize that, you know, you have you still have those good things you appreciate. Hmm. Um, everyone has those days where you wake up and, you know, maybe something just rubs you the wrong way or you just start off weird, maybe had some dream of me to think about some of this thing way, way back, like, dang, I really miss so-and-so, or I just wish something would have been different in the way I see it in life, but then you kind of take a minute, you sit back and think about all the things you appreciated, you know, those Mm. little moments you share with your friends, your family, Mm. uh, whether it be, you know, waking up and 
Like, I know I was always, like, a big fan of that Michigan State walking to my stadium. I think I talked about it last time. I'd be smiling ear to ear looking at the weather, you know, just beautiful day. So, like, right now, the sun's shining. Right. I mean, it feels warm in here because it's coming through. But you look outside, it's almost like a blizzard. There's just yeah. snow everywhere, you know. But it makes you appreciate the sunshine a little bit, you know. Yeah, Seeing the other day, you have you have the opportunity to go out there, seize the moment, do what you want to do, try to better yourself to be what you, who you want to be. Um, I feel like if we let the little details and the little things, uh, we get, if we get too caught up in those, it can kind of ruin where we want to go in life, mm. our direction, our overall view of things. Um, you know, I've been, people are people, and I know sometimes they might say things to each other, words hurt, you know, but at the end of the day, it just it's temporary, you know. If there's if people are going to come at you or if they're not really your friends or someone who's kind of those in-and-out people you mm. don't see once in a while, if they do things to you or just kind of rub you the wrong way after a while, you kind of get fed up, just remember that. There's always those people who always had your back, your family, the friends you've had since growing up. I know I alluded to them last time. I said my friends Mike, Joe, and Alex, you know, since we were five years old still. We're actually trying to get plans to go see the football game, you know. Awesome. So, um, awesome. Just knowing that even though there's some, something might be bothering you on the outside, we have those people to fall back on, those blessings, the things that we are appreciative for, mm-hmm. makes that all, all worthwhile. Yeah, I love the point you connected with there, the, the attitude of gratitude, mm-hmm. you know, and realizing that things are temporary, but... During those down times, and you brought up people too, because that happens. Mm-hmm. It's so temporary; it doesn't last. You get mm-hmm. through it, and definitely, if you can focus in, you know, look at, like you said, outside. Oh my God, it's so cold out! But look at the sunshine; yeah. it's awesome. It feels right. great, you know, sitting here in the window. The sun. If you guys could be here, if we had a camera, <laughs> the sunshine is sitting right there on Abel's uh, <laughs> right side. It's coming right in on his over his shoulder, and uh, just very, very good connection there, man. That's awesome points. I love that attitude. That gratitude thing is one of those things that I think we all need to. Um, just keep in mind every day. I try and, st- and start my day every with a cup of coffee, but right. that attitude of gratitude is always yeah, awesome. It doesn't have to be big things. Like I said, no. little things, cup of coffee, you know, just saying oh hey yes. to your family, whatever. Hey. Speaking of family, uh, point number two from Napoleon Hill talks about family matters more than friends. Family matters more than friends. And I'm wondering, I think, um, you know, a lot of young people would definitely, I think they would agree with that, but they might put more emphasis on the friends part early in life, whereas the older you get, mm-hmm. it's it's really family. At least that's my point of view. What are your thoughts there, Abel? You know, I think that's a very, I think your assessment is very accurate, too. I know, I remember, you know, me, I'm, if you know me, I'm a pretty hyper personality, you know, I'm pretty, care, like, loose, free spirit, like to have fun, I'm just kind of just go with the flow kind of guy, and I remember um, when I was younger, you know, I, I have this vernacular, I just talk goofy, you know, and I was talking to my dad, like how I would talk to my friends, and I'm getting mad at me saying, I'm not your friend, I'm your father, you know, and uh, my dad was hard on me, but in a good way, too, you know, right. I mean, I am where I am today because of how he guided me and, mm-hmm. you know, having my other influences, aunts, uncles, mom, you know, all that, but uh, it, it rang on me, I feel like a lot of people, I'm not trying to knock anybody I know, but I just see in the generations that get younger, I see um, a lot more, I guess, parents not trying to be parents, but trying to be friends with their kids, too. Mm. Um, and like you said, as you get older, you get a greater appreciation for that family aspect over your friends. Like, my friends that I have that I've grown up, I almost consider them family. They're like my brothers, you know, and then their families are like extended families of mine almost. Mm. That's how close I am with all of them. Mm. But I know at the end of the day, when, uh, you know, my mom, my dad are gone, aunts, uncles, you know, most of my grandparents are already gone. I'm just going to have, it's going to be me and my brother come to that, you know. I mean, no matter where life ends up taking us, um, when I'm 80, 85, you know, I'm assuming he'll outlive me, you know, my brother, but, uh, it just, it'll be him and I, we're the ones mm. that share those same bonds, those same experiences, mm. those same memories. Um, then if I look at 
you know, my parents, you know, I mean, or my grandparents, for example, you know, my, so I'll talk on my dad's side, my dad's got a few more siblings than my mom, uh, they talk about their parents, my grandparents, they're both gone, my, my dad's parents, but okay. uh, talking to them, they share experiences with each other, kind of just learning things about them and stuff like that, and they share that bond, you know, they all live all over, my dad's in, here in Detroit, my Aunt Monica's in Toledo, Aunt Mary and my Aunt Teresa are down in San Antonio, um, but they always share that common bond, whether they see each other all the time, you know, they still talk, they keep in touch and stuff like that. But again, their parents are gone, but at the end of the day, all they have is each other. Um, so I feel like that's something that my parents instilled into me, that sense of family and just knowing that no matter what, through thick and thin, through the hardest of times, the temporary, good and bad, they're always going to be there to pick you up, to guide you when you're lost, um, to love you unconditionally. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, just... At the end of it all, they're like I said, they're the core. They're what everything I think is meant to be based around, and that's why I try to do. I try to make my family proud. That's why I, oh, yeah. I keep that in the back of my mind. Yeah, always, you know that is awesome. Uh, the, the points you bring up there, and I remember a few uh, parent-teacher conferences conversations with your dad, <laughs> and it was it was good. It was good talking, and I think um, you were there. Yeah, I think did you come to parent teacher conferences? I'm trying to remember. I, I don't know if I did, but my my father did the one time. My father like me as a character in a sense too. I know. Um, he, my freshman year, he went to one of my English classes, Miss Bednarski for English 9, and uh, he, or she was saying I was doing really well in the class, and my dad goes, wow, that's pretty amazing, considering he's only spoken English for three years. I speak in English all my life, but, you know, that's just how he is, you know. It's just, again, he's a character, but, you know, just having that guidance, and I know he told me, um, my mom both told me that, uh, one of the teachers said, you know, we're doing really good. And they go, I had to ask, how do you have such nice boys? Because they had my brother, too. He goes, well, I want to be honest, I whooped a lot of butt. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he kept on us. He was hard on us. But he did it all because he wanted us to be, he was told, I want you. I don't want you to be me. I want you to be better than me, he told oh, me was his I premise. Like you know, um, so he did what he had to do, what he saw was right to make sure that we could be the best young men possible. And hopefully we're doing what we can with that, you know. That is awesome. That's uh, that's some huge points there. And you know what? I mean, it's it's a reality where we don't get to pick our family, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's thrust upon us when we're born. Um, and you look, and I think that's why it's another important thing. Like you talked about all your aunts and family members. Big shout out to them. We'll see yeah, yeah. the uh, listenership going up <laughs> in, in those states. Um, but you know what? It's it's neat to find out the stories, the, the paths that our family has come through mm-hmm. to get where they are because that has influenced us. That's affected yeah. us. Same thing with friends, but we can choose our friends. Right. right? And there's some friends that we do let go. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe some people do let some family go for various reasons, but they're still family. Right. You know, they're always going to be there. So love that point there. All right, next one, number three. Beneath anger is always fear. Mm-hmm. A little deep, deep substance there. Beneath anger is always fear. You know, I think that's... A point, if you kind of look in our society today, I feel it's very prevalent, really. Mm. I think it's really kind of out mm, there, you know. The, there's a lot of anger, um, and I kind of alluded to it last time I was on here, too, talking about, you know, partisanship. You know, people are coming at each other's throats all the time. People are always mad. Right now we're in, a, in, what, day 29, almost a whole month of a government shutdown, and people are angry about that, who to blame, who to point fingers at, you know. Um, I, I think the real root of... Anger, I, I, I get where he's coming from with the fear, but I think it's more not necessarily, or, oh yeah, it is. It's more of a fear of unknown, you know. Mm-hmm. We don't know what to expect from that, you know. We could, the government could open back up tomorrow on Monday or Tuesday, whenever, I don't know what day, I can't remember what days they function. But nonetheless, knowing, like the people who are out of 
pay right now on furlough or working with no check on back pay. Where's their next check going to come from so they can pay for the house bills? You know, mm-hmm. they have families to feed. They have all of this, all of their life to worry about, you know, and they're, they're afraid of what is going to be coming next. And, you know, I mean, and on the other end of it, too, they're, well, I mean, I think it's a lot of fear-mongering mostly, you know, I mean, I don't think of, I don't think a lot of the things people want in society are necessarily necessary. I think it's always trying to, people trying to point at someone to, to, I guess, make it a scapegoat, to almost feel superior, almost mm. They're kind of afraid of being different. You know, the world is changing a lot. The, mm. the typical American, the face of that is going to be completely different in the next 20, 30 years, and even more so from the last 50, past 50 years, you know, just to have everything's evolving. And it's a lot of fear, like, what's going to be coming next for me? What's going to be coming next for my family and their kids and my grandkids type of deal? What's going to be coming next when who's in power, you know? I mean... It's a very deep, and I think it's a very complicated one. You kind of have to sit back and look at the direction the world is going and where it has been to kind of see and try to understand where the fear comes from. But again, I, I feel like that's something that people need to kind of just breathe, mm-hmm. especially the people that aren't involved. The people that are, you know, working without pay, I get why they could be angry and why right. they're fearful because they have a legitimate reason to be. Correct. But I don't know about you. I'm not afraid of people from Mexico. I don't need a wall on the southern border. I just don't think that's necessary. I don't. You don't need that. I'm not afraid of them coming from Mexico to take everyone's jobs. You know, I'm college educated. I have a degree. I worked hard to make sure I'm in a place where I'm not in jeopardy. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's something where if you're in genuine fear of losing work or anything like that, you kind of reevaluate yourself and try to better yourself too. Amen. You know, you got to do something about it. Don't just be afraid. If you're afraid, change something. It's a great point you just caught, came up with. Because I was going to mention that about. Mm-hmm. The fear is definitely the the external things going on, mm-hmm. you know, um, other countries, the economy, the government shutdown, things going on. But there's also the fear of inside of, oh man, I'm going to have to change. Yeah. Or I do have to become more valuable. So instead of, you know, complaining, pointing fingers, being a victim, mm-hmm. um, how can you get better? Right. You know, there's a lot of ways that you can you you can only control your attitude and your effort, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. And it's a, one of those things that where you got to start. Action cures fear. Yeah. Got to start, you know, doing things uh, over and over again. And this is a, a big point for me, the action part, as far as um, getting through fears of what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, with, with my career, with my family, and things that uh, that are going on. So great great points there, buddy. I love that. How about number four? Things don't matter that much. <laughs> things don't matter that much. My, my good friend uh, Don LaFleur and I were talking, and he's the one I coach with over at Dakota, um, and we were talking about, you know, the, we're both about the same age, you know, 52, 51, somewhere in there. And we don't need much from this time. He is happier than anything with a birthday gift or a Christmas gift of a Speedway gift card. Mm-hmm. Because he loves his Slurpees. He loves his, <laughs> his frozen drinks that he gets from there. And he drives so much for work that he's constantly filling up with gas, you know, driving mm-hmm. all over the metro area. Uh, but he's very. he goes, I got a, a roof over my head. I got a great family. I got food. I got a, a job that I enjoy. What else do I need? And I think the older you get, you see things really don't matter that much. It's the simple little things. You kind of already brought up the simple things, but so, some ideas and thoughts on that one. I, I'm 100% with that. Things don't matter that much. You know, my Uncle Mario always says some weird saying. He, I think he got it from commercial. He's got these quotes from <laughs> years. I don't even know where he finds them. He's talking about uh, life goes on with or without Miracle Whip, he says. I'm like, <laughs> okay, a little different, but I get his premise. You know, I mean, nonetheless, it's just. Whether you have Miracle Whip or not, you know, the simple things. <laughs> You're still ongoing. I mean, someone comes by and you hold the door for them and, mm. you know, someone, you, you know, people like to say thank you. Sometimes they don't. You have someone go, You're welcome. Oh, like, yeah. 
it ain't that deep to me. Right. Come on, why am I going to try to sit here and fight someone for them not saying thank you? Right. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I was the one that stopped anyway and held the door. Right. You shouldn't. You do things because you do them. Mm-hmm. You don't. You shouldn't have to expect things in return. You know, uh, like this that whole kind of premise of reciprocity type of deal is um, something that kind of goes with that. You know, it just. You do things because you want to do them. If you don't get something back, if you do something solely for the hope that someone's mm-hmm. going to give you something or do something for you, um, you're kind of a lost cause because it don't matter that much. Do because you want to do, not because you expect. Right. Um, I like that. If someone's rude to you or, you know, at work, like me, if people come in there and start getting mad because they don't qualify to rent a car and they start, oh, you're done, blah, blah, blah. They can start coming at me. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to get, you want me to get mad and react? I mean, this is what it is. It's not that important. I'm going to go home at the end of the day still and go <laughs> wash my shows and fall asleep and repeat cycle the next day. It's not going to hinder me. Right. Um, people get too caught up again on those little things. It's just, um, I don't know, like if so, for example, if say someone wanted me to bring them a coffee to work, I have the worst memory in the morning. I'm a very slow person in the morning. Whether I wake up at 10 o'clock to have to be there somewhere at 1130, it might be late to some folks, but I am just like behind it all. So I'll get in my Starbucks line, I'm all, yeah, I need my caramel macchiato. And I forget there, it's like, where's my coffee, man? I'm like, dude, I forgot, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, sometimes I get a little upset. Most of the time they're cool with it. But I mean, if that happened to me, I'd be like, ah, whatever, no big deal. I didn't have it before, and I don't have it now. Nothing's changed. That's awesome. So just kind of keeping that life that light, carefree, go with the flow, whatever, I think really helps with that. But yeah, don't get too caught up in those kinds of things, people. I'm telling you, it'll make a world of difference. That's awesome. I love having you on, Abel, just because you bring so much um, different perspective. You know, because my mindset going through this list is one thing, and mm-hmm. then you're bringing up things that are totally true that I wasn't thinking about. Mm-hmm. You know, so much things, I'm thinking physical things, house, car, all that. You're, you're thinking about gestures, and you're thinking mm-hmm. about connecting with people, and those things, quote-unquote things, yeah. And again, when people say stuff to you, don't get too bent out of shape. Those right. things. And yeah. <laughs> I love that perspective on that. Uh, we were just talking about this while we were waiting to uh, get into the uh, portable studios here at the library uh, this morning when it opened up. A lifetime isn't very long. The time factor you mentioned <laughs> as far as how fast it's going. Yeah. Like you, I know there's people younger than you listening to this. There'll be people obviously older too, but... Um, you know, 22 years, you're like, wow, there's so much that's going on and so much is coming. I can't believe 23 is right around the corner and, mm-hmm. you know, 53 is right around the corner for me next month. And um, I, I do look back, a lifetime definitely, definitely isn't that long. No. And the old soul that you are, <laughs> I'm sure you got some thoughts on this one. Yeah, you know, I'll be, I was telling you, I'll be 23 in about two months. Um I was kind of looking, I'm like, man, this is, I don't know where time goes. It was weird. I had a dream last night. I was rolling around with my friends, and uh, for some reason, ga- I remember the big highlight of it, because I don't remember all my dreams, but I remember the gas uh, the gas price was like at three fifty a day, or, like, or a gallon. I'm like, i only been asleep for one day. I wake up, and this is what's going on. I'm rolling with them, you know? So I'm like, what happened? How much time did I miss type of deal? But it was not that long ago. I remember going around with my friends when I was about 16 years old, and I was driving a big old 1993 Caprice Classic. We call her Edna. Um, this is a boat of a, a boat of a car, and when the grass prices were three forty nine, and I wasn't working, I'll tell you that thing was riding around a quarter tank to half tank maximum at all times. It was expensive, you know. But it seems like literally yesterday, you know. And I remember, um, I was actually kind of as weird as bring that up. I was reflecting on that last night um, about kind of what's going on, and I actually woke up to a message from one of my friends from Germany, Philip, 
uh, he was asking me how I've been doing, you know, how's life in the States going? You know, I was kind of talking to him a little bit this morning and it's just like, man, I can't believe it's really been five years since I've seen my friend Philip from Germany, you know, and keep in touch like that still. That's so um, cool. And even though that lifetime, you know, the lifetime doesn't seem very long. It seems like just yesterday we were sitting there on the, the bench of the high school soccer team making that run to States, me and him and the other friend Luca just sitting there talking and cheering them on because I didn't know what was going on as far as soccer goes. Um, but it just, I think it, even though a lifetime is very short, I think that's what kind of helps friendships transcend time mm-hmm. and relationships, you know, because everyone kind of goes through it, you know. I mean, we can sit there and say, man, I remember when I was 10 years old and do this and stuff like that, but it's okay everybody else, too. Mm-hmm. And you remember who was with you when you were 10, when you were 15, 20, 30, you know. You remember who was with you, and those people are still there. It's a very special thing. Um, it's It's... It's like a like a roller coaster kind of they say. You know, it's got ups and downs and stuff like that. You know, you enjoy the ride, and I do. I enjoy the ride so far, and I have a lot left to go. Absolutely. Um, and I'm hoping that I can keep all those bonds that I have made with my family, my friends, um, and keep that rolling through all it all. And when my time comes at the end, and I get off at that stop, I look back one time, and say, "Man, this was fun. That was a good ride." You know? So yeah, exactly. And I'm just hoping I can do that. How? how a little side note question on yeah. this one. How valuable are those memories? Oh man, they're everything. Aren't they? They're, they're everything. It's just um, getting back. And I mean, it's weird. Cause I was kind of talking about my vernacular earlier, you know. And okay, for a story, I'll I kind of re- refer to a lot of things as a boy, you know. Like, so can you pass me that boy? Like over there, like it was like a pen. <laughs> and when I tell people that, and they'll look at me like I'm like, like I have three heads. Like, right. what? What are you talking about? What do you want? But it's dumb because if I'm with you know my friends Joe, Mike, Alex, who say, hey, "Can you hand me that boy over there?" and they're like, "Yeah," and this. It's like nothing. Like, we're just all on tune with that. You know, we sit there, we can laugh about that and just kind of think of all the things. Another one, for example, at work the other day, I said, hey, can I cut crib? Which for us, like, can I go home? I want to go home. <laughs> they looked at me, I'm like, is that not like a term people know? It's like, I've never heard that in my life. And I called my friend Mike, said, Mike, did we create that? Like, what happened? I thought that was actually a thing from back when or something. But no, I think we just made that up. But, you know, just looking at that and laughing about that, I mean... Like I said, Mike and Joe have known since I was five, Alex since we were ten, uh, and just we share that bond still these days, and all those memories, all the crazy things that we've done in our in our youth, and you know, and all the fun memories we still have now when we're hanging out together. You that's know, so it's just, cool. That's yeah, that makes you look back and smile. There's oh nostalgia of it. All, you know? That adds so much value to the lifetime the oh, journey yeah. of uh, not only going through it the first time, but also being able to carry it with you. And I find myself thinking about stuff from my past, and whether it's a song, definitely a song would trigger something. Oh, songs, oh, yeah. You know, tremendous emotional connections there. But at the same time, it takes me right back. I mean, it takes me right back to the, the, the feelings that I had during that moment. Uh-huh. Um, you know, close my eyes even. It, it just intensifies it even more. So this whole lifetime isn't very long. It's true, but it can be made into being longer, I think, mm-hmm. with the memories and being able to go back. Right. And I think that's just such a, it's such a great point you connected with there. Uh, next up, others treat you the way you treat yourself. And I, I definitely see that in me where the more positive I try and treat myself, I find that people I connect with a little bit better. Mm-hmm. When I'm down on myself, um, mindset-wise, you know, um, you know, the, the body language type yeah. stuff, I, I can, that, that feeds other people into the way they connect with me. What are your thoughts on others treat you the way you treat yourself? I believe people are social beings. You know, I think, we, like you said, you have positive vibes around you. People can feel it. If they don't see it, they can feel it too. So, I mean, 
on the bare, I guess, at the bare minimum, people can see if you know like, you're happy and all. I'm like, oh wow, he's a happy person. You know, it kind of it, it rubs off on people. I really believe that if you're mm-hmm. around good vibes, you'll have good vibes yourself. Bad vibes and vice versa, and all that. But uh, if you're walking around happy, smiling, and everything, people are going to kind of tend to do that too. Um, they can see that they feed off that kind of energy. But you see the bad stuff. You know, people want to kind of shy away from it. They tend to kind of sell us. Seclude you, and they don't want to be around mm. you, and therefore mm. you're down on yourself because oh, I have low self-esteem. I mean, my friends don't like me, and all mm. this stuff. Again, those little mundane things. It's these worries that don't matter because you're not changing. What you're afraid of might be true. Um, people read off on that, and then people who really might care about you, if you become too negative, if it starts affecting their own mental health and their well-being, they need to seclude themselves from that just for their sake. Mm. Um, and then those things almost become like self-fulfilling prophecies, you know? Uh, like, if you're just negative and all the time, and I'll just tell them, if someone said, someone told me, I like, I like your shirt. You're like, I don't want to talk to you today. You know, kind of deal like, thanks. Like, you get all attitudes, start getting thanks. They're like, oh, like, whoa, what's your problem? I'm just trying to say I like your shirt today. Right. And it just it's those kind of things, those little things. But people, if you rub off that way, like, wow, what's what's so and so's problem? You know, yeah. I'm trying to talk to them, and then you're on a bad mood now, and then you're going to pass it around to it's everybody spreading else. Around, and yeah. everyone around you's in a bad mood. Wow. Um so I just kind of like, you know, just do my thing and wake up in the morning. I'll wake up, my alarm is the song Passion Fruit by Drake. I've listened to it almost every morning for two years now. <laughs> people ask me how I still Love it, or how I don't hate that song by now. I said, I just love it. It's a beautiful vibe. And I wake up every morning with that. Mm. And I'll wake up even though I'm all delirious and can't see straight. I'm like, oh, I love this song. Turn it off, go get ready, you know. And I kind of start my day off right that way, smiling. Because, again, you're talking about songs. And I remember there, I almost started crying the first time I heard that song. I thought mm. it was so beautiful. I mm. can't lie. That's awesome. But um, I remember those emotions that I had built up there. And I kind of carried that every day. Every day, just smiling, happy, and just kind of keeping that going for everybody around me, you know. Very cool. Uh, whether someone's in a bad mood, I try to put on my positive one onto them. And hopefully they can put a smile on and things will be better for them by the time they go to bed that night. That's so cool. This is amazing, you guys. I, I, when we got in here this morning, I, I, re, I didn't show this to him. I didn't send it to him ahead of time, this list. He's coming up with these right <laughs> off the cuff, which is just, uh, he's hitting a home run on every one of them, which I just love. Uh, number seven is happiness is a choice and requires hard work. You kind of just talked about yeah. happiness <laughs> is a choice. You just made the, the comment about that it, it, it's a decision that you make to brighten someone else's day and to not let them dampen your day. Right. So definitely it's a choice. It requires hard work. It's not easy, is it? No, not, it's, not it's, necessarily. It's hard you know, work sometimes. So many influences, you know what I mean? And the, the news is a prime example. I feel, like the news, I feel like the news is the biggest damper, whether it be national news, local oh, news. Boy. I mean, how many That's sad so stories? Right. How many sad stories do you hear about on that? You know, you almost want to separate yourself from it. And I try, I try to, but I mean, you know, you hear about people getting killed and stuff and robberies, and it's almost sad to think that you're numb to it all at this mm. point. It's, another, it's like another day in life, you know, mm. just what it is. Is what we see every day. We kind of come so accustomed to it, we really don't let it change how we live or how we act and I guess that's kind of on all of us because we don't I mean I don't personally I mean I don't know if it's a fault or just kind of the way the world is seizing to work but I don't go out there and try to make a stand to stop murders throughout the world you know I mean whether it be for my own well-being or my family's whatever it is but um just having that kind of out there it's like oh man that's kind of sad next channel though you know I mean I just try to you got to try to keep yourself in the negative and know as sad as it is um yeah, and trying to find that thing that makes you happy. Right. Just kind of keep going on from that. Maybe you'll get that one news story about how oh, the 
uh, puppies up for adoption today. And I was like, yeah, let's go get a dog. But, um, yeah, happiness is definitely a choice, though, overall. Just, I mean, it's about, again, who you surround yourself with, how you want to take each day. If you want to wake up in the morning and say, this is going to be my day, I'm going to seize it and make the most of it. Um, if you're at work, you know, like, oh, I just want to go home. I don't want to be here any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, like yesterday, I won't even lie. I've worked 10-hour days. I was like, man, I'm ready for my day off tomorrow. I want to get out of here. But I was like, I sit there and be a grump about it. And like I said, like, not do my job. You know, I was out there still being me and happy, smiling, positive, making jokes with people, the customers, my coworkers, whatever, and just having a good time while I'm there. You know, I'm, I'm here. I'm getting paid. Why be upset about it? You know, I mean, I, right. I'm getting, uh, being able to pay the bills, my student loans and all of that fun stuff. So I have no reason to complain. Just, um... Yeah, again, look at the bigger picture of it all. Mm. Forget that temporary, because the temporary can make you sad, too, if you don't let it. Um, when you wake up in the morning, you got to give yourself that positive mindset um, that you're ready for the day, and you got to be able to ward off all the negative that comes towards you, because it's going to be temporary. You said you'll wake up tomorrow, and we'll keep on going from there. That's right. That, that, and all these things uh, on this list seem to be tying into each mm-hmm. other. You know, uh, When you were talking about the, the news, it definitely came into mind. When I was your age... Um, we didn't have all this. It just had started with, um, you know, CNN and 24-hour news. And, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of discussion amongst us older folks, more experienced, that um, <laughs> that was really the, the change, the tide to start turning, where um, people were influenced so much, hard to turn off, hard to get away from, from media, from mm-hmm. the news. And now with everything on the, on the Internet, and of course you got hundreds of cable TV channels yeah. and stuff like that where the remote is almost your best friend to where, man, I've got to get off of this mm-hmm. program and find, oh, good, puppies, yeah, oh, yeah. I love this movie. Or, you know what, we put the music channel on a lot so much in our house, and I'm sitting on the computer getting schoolwork done. Uh, instead of trying to do three things at once and watch a basketball game, take notes for the basketball, and right. just do uh, grading, I will put the music on. You know, And then, of course, that distracts me, especially mm-hmm. when I put my 80s channel on. <laughs> um, so i got to do a, a light jazz or something. Right. It's a little bit less... Um, connectivity emotional wise but just more soothing mm-hmm. you know background music type right. stuff but um, yeah it's a choice and it's hard work with all the distractions today um, but it is something that no matter where you're at like you said I'm at work I'm being paid why should I be miserable right you know they're not paying me to be miserable <laughs> exactly and these customers don't need that they're not going to do any business with us if I'm miserable mm-hmm. right so it's a good mindset that you have here uh, finally the last one is uh, again, lessons people learn too late in life from Napoleon Hill. You played it too safe. There's there's a ring of regret there. There's a ring of, as you go through life and you get to a certain age of, the woulda, coulda, shouldas. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I wish I woulda. You know, um, I don't see that in you. I never saw that in you as a student because I saw you, maybe this, I don't think this is a shock to you, but uh, as far as being bold, as far as, you know, signing up for things and getting out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and, you know, signing up to be the manager of the soccer team. Didn't you do a performance or something? You got involved with a, a school play or a musical or No, I wasn't in the I was in the choir. Uh, I did the choir. Go. That was oh my god. That was the most That's... mortifying thing I'd ever done. When I had that first so- any of the solos really. I joined that because we did trimesters in high school. So we got done around Thanksgiving time, I believe yep. it is, right? Yep. The first one. And uh on a limb, I met the choir teacher at one of the football games. You know, as he's doing security for the games, and I went into his class just to go say hi to him. And he goes, hey, well, you want to join the choir? I'm like, what? 
<laughs> what? He had seen me singing on a... I was doing the video announcements. He had seen me singing on one of the credits. I was just being me. Yes. I recorded myself singing Hold On, We're Going Home by Drake. Yes. To Dan Alter. I was over here messing around, you know. And I like, hey, Miss One, where can I put that on the credits? And she goes, yeah, you're editing. I don't care. <laughs> so I put it on there. He seen me. He goes, you want to join the choir? I'm like, you're kidding me, right? He goes, no, I see me. I'd like to have you on. It's like, I got to talk to my mom first, but... Yeah, I'm interested. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, I don't know music like that. I've always liked singing, um, but I've never been trained in it. So uh, I told him, yeah, and two weeks later, we have our winter concert, and I have, like, a feature solo in a song. And I remember all my – I had about two rows of the whole, like, the left side of – or if I'm facing out, it's the left side of the auditorium. Two mm-hmm. full rows of my friends there. I'm walking out with – before my solo with our choir – Yay, I'm like, oh my gosh, what, what is going what on? Doing? And then at the school board meeting that, um, not the student rep on the school board, I talked about it last time, uh, the president at the time, Mr. Kettlehead, he goes, Abel, and next time you're out there at a concert, please tell your friends, I don't know the cat calling. I said, I tried. I said, I told him not to do anything like that. You know, he tells it in front of everybody, the superintendents, everyone in the district. Like, oh. Like, oh, but that was scary, especially when I did my whole solo. I did my own song. I was like, that. I remember going out there in our women's glee. Uh, they like won like first place in some national tournament down in Florida like the month prior. And I'm backstage waiting to go on. And I'm hearing them sing. They're singing some, I think it was in Turkish. And I'm sitting there like, my jaw on the floor, like, this is beautiful. I got to go out right now. And all of a sudden, all these thoughts are going to my head. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm about to do this right now. I go out there. I forgot every word of the song until it started playing. And then I started going and it just happened. I was like, that was scary. But it was awesome. I'll tell you what, that was very cool. That's fantastic. Um, Getting out of the comfort, comfort zone. zone. Yeah, yes. that's it. That's it right there. That was so this cool. was Mr. Smith you were yeah. working with? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to get a big shout-out to him and big shout-out to Dan, too. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure he'll remember that. Oh, yeah, probably. And all your friends there. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. That was something. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, don't, you don't plan on playing it safe. No. I mean, if I have an opportunity, if it's something that I feel like is plausible, you know, I mean, I'm not going out there on no mission to get, in, like, get harmed or be in trouble. I'm not going to go do something crazy like cool. that. But right. something that's right. like, you know, if it's an opportunity, why not? Let's go explore it. If it don't pan out, it don't pan out. Hmm. Um. The worst case scenario would have been if I went out there and did the solo, I forgot the words, and just stand there as the music plays and walk off. Right. But whatever, it didn't happen. <laughs> We're still here, you know. Um, and if it did, again, that would have been temporary, too. It would have something I could have laughed about in 20 years. Absolutely. You know, I'd be laughing about it today if that did happen. Um, but no, I mean, if we've, opportunities are presented to you, don't, I feel it's good just kind of explore them. You don't have to go full-fledged into mm-hmm. it, but kind of get your foot in there. Get your foot wet. See what um, it has to offer. I mean, shout out to, I mean, look at all the foreign exchange students we had at Lakeshore. Shout mm-hmm. out to any of them who came through, because oh. that's such a big leap for, I mean, some of them come out there for a year, even for a couple of weeks. They're yeah. something, a language you don't speak, in a place you don't know, <laughs> just like. Living with somebody you don't know. Exactly. Yeah. And on that is like the ultimate, like, I'm going in there, let me test this out. But I mean, I'm sure they cherish their time here. I know we've had students at Lakeshore when we were in high school that go over um, they went to China for a few weeks, and even college. I had a plethora of friends who went overseas and mm-hmm. did studying abroad. My God, they rave about it. Mm. You know, I mean, I thought about it for a little bit. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if it's really in the cards for me. I mean, I kind of looked at it. If I want to go travel, I want to do my own thing. I don't want to go to school. It's kind of what it came to me because school. I mean, I kind of rode through it and got it done. But uh, like, I'd like to travel. I talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. I want to go overseas and see what they have out there, whether it be in China and Spain, UK, you know, wherever. 
um, just seeing what they got have to offer. I wouldn't like to sit there and say, man, I wish one day, like, I wish I would have gone out there and done that well, before it's too late, you know. Right. Like, I know, uh, like your story, you said, like, you want to always do that. But then, you know, life catches up. If I don't have a family right now, you know, I can still be able to do those things. I don't mm-hmm. have other things that are in my for view that I have to take care of first and foremost. I can do those things now if I want to. So if I want to save up and travel, I can do that. You know, so um just try things, man. Yeah. You know what? You can't go wrong with trying something out. I mean it's if it seems scary, it might be, but again that's the fear. It's just you might be angry about it if someone else does it because you're afraid of you doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. But just go give things a whirl. Just see what it's got to go for you. Mm. That's awesome. And you know obviously this uh, list works really well i think for people that are your age Mm -hmm. but on the flip side my age even older it's never too late to realize some of these things and then start making changes and acting upon them not at all which i think is just powerful that don't get too down it's never too late never too old to try and do things that you always wanted to do the playing it safe i'm glad you brought that up where you know we're not talking about uh bungee jumping off of uh you know some Hundred-story building. You know, yeah. we're not talking about those crazy things that you might get injured. We're talking right. about getting out of your own comfort zone, trying things, mm-hmm. things that have been in your heart, things that you've always wanted to try and do. You know, get back even to reading. There's so many people that have a goal of reading a book a month. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do that. A little behind now, but you know, little things like that can make such a difference in your mindset of doing things like that. That's right. fantastic. All right, buddy. Hey, we're coming to, almost to the end here. Uh, looking, wondering if you had any other shout-outs, any other connections you wanted to make to to some of your friends or people out there and uh, offer some encouraging advice and just uh, anything for the listeners out there. Because, again, we're close to 30 countries out here that people yeah. are listening and chiming in here. Um, again, you have such value to offer. <laughs> you, you're bringing so many good things uh, to not only this audience but also your job, yeah. people that you connect with, Michigan State University, Lakeshore Public Schools. Mm-hmm. You, you've left, left a great trail of connectivity with fantastic results, I think. So... Uh, any other thoughts that you have for uh, the listeners today, Abel? Yeah, I just want to thank everyone. You know, I was talking, um, after the first one, I was telling people, yeah, I did a podcast with Mr. Daly. You know, it's like, oh, really cool. Like, I put it on Facebook. My aunts and uncles listen. I know my aunt, Teresa, Uncle Mario, were out there. That's saying, why the numbers the are up, my listen, friends. Listen to the entire thing. Um, my Aunt Monica, she listened to it all. My Uncle Joey, my cousins and all that. Um, pretty sure my Aunt Mary had a chance to go around it. My friend Matilda over in Denmark listened Matilda. to it. Matilda. Oh, to she was thing. awesome. Um, Great student. My mom, my mom said she started crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom. My, I think my roommate listened to it too. My old roommate, Kyle, Fabio, I call him. I was talking about that last time. I called him uh, Fabio yo. and Felipe, those stories. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That was all from Spanish class. They called them. They, their names are Kyle and Brandon. They call them Fabio and Felipe, respectively. They have nothing to do with their names, but that's how I met them in Spanish. So that's what they are. Um, I don't know if my brother listened to it, but I'm pretty sure he did. He's my brother and I. We bond in different ways. We go out there. We, we just go do our thing. <laughs> we go do different things, travel road trips and stuff like that. Um, yeah, shout out to all y'all for listening. I appreciate. it. Hopefully, you guys hear this one and. But I say substantive for y'all. I don't know how to. How do you pronounce that word? Substit. I can't say that ever. Substantive. That, that's it. Listen to that. Hope that's that for you. Um, but yeah, you know, this is awesome to always be able to do that. Hoping to do more in the future too. Amen. Um, again, find me on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Everything. Great. So, yeah. How, how do people up. get in touch with you? Yeah, Instagram. You can tweet me. I'm okay. on Twitter all the time. Like a that's again one of my things on the news and stuff. I'm like an addict to Twitter. It's bad. I'm on there always. When I have, I have a break, I'll be at work and all this stuff. I'll see something. I'm like, oh, I'll tweet it. <laughs> like you know, song lyric popped in. I don't know how to get my songs out of my head. I have to tweet it. Just get it out and go. People always like you tweet song lyrics all the time. It's all you do. I'm like, yeah, because it's always going through my head. I'm just kind of singing. I'm just singing to myself. I need to go somewhere. See, I'll start singing right here in front of you. Or they're gonna be on Twitter. You take your pick. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll put <laughs> I'll put those connection. Uh, 
uh, pieces out there so people can uh, you know reach out and say hello <laughs> sure. and uh, yeah definitely want to do this again because like I said the the wealth of uh, knowledge experience uh, heart determination everything that you bring uh, always have it's just growing uh, exponentially it really <laughs> is it really is I really love doing this well thank you again for coming out oh, and no me problem. through the cold today and. Uh, appreciate everybody out there listening. Uh, again, follow me on Facebook at coach to expect success over on Twitter at coach to success on Instagram at coach John Daly. And of course, coach to expect success.com. The book list is down there on the bottom of the homepage. You can contact me there. Uh, blogging again, you can leave some uh, comments and thoughts there. And um, I just put something out on my Facebook page regarding coach Wooden's uh, pyramid of success. I'm just looking for some feedback on what your thoughts out there are on just a couple of the important blocks of that pyramid and what they mean to you. I'm, I'm looking to probably dive a little bit deeper into some of this uh, with some future podcasts with uh, other guests and stuff too. And uh, Abel would be a great one to go with uh, any discussion that you want to have on those because that's right up your alley as far as that stuff is. <laughs> but pyramid, uh, yeah. yeah, I do appreciate you coming out. Thank you so much. Again, oh, of buddy. course. It's a pleasure. All right. All right, folks, you guys take care of yourselves and each other and anywhere near Michigan um, or the North America here in the wintertime. Stay warm. Find those things to... Uh, Get that coffee, the hot chocolate, you know, get a blanket, watch a movie, do something. Stay warm out there. Okay, you guys, thanks for listening. We'll talk again soon. See you.